Welcome to the Straight Talk on Fleet podcast with Aaron Gilchrist. Each week, Aaron will be breaking down fleet management, trying to cut through the noise and get down to the real issues safety and operations leaders are struggling with every day. The goal will be to get to the bottom of how leaders can break down these silos of information, accelerate change management, how to use real-time accurate data to drive massive efficiencies across fleet-focused business processes, and to elevate people's careers with emerging best practices. Now it's time for the Straight Talk on Fleet. Hello again, Fleet community. We're back for another episode of the Straight Talk on Fleet. I'm Erin gilchrist Rugg, and I am the VP of Fleet Evangelism for IntelliShift. Fleet management's hard, so what I try to do is break it down fleet manager style, and I bring you relevant content for the fleet community so we can grow and learn together and elevate our careers. So today we are coming to you from NTEA's Work Truck Show 2023 in Indy. Um, more specifically from the NAPHIDE booth, our friends at NAPHIDE are celebrating 175 years in business, and then been, they've been gracious enough to let us use their booth today to film our 26th Straight Talk on Fleet episode. So I am thrilled to introduce my friend, our guest, a friend and colleague, Mike Kimnetter. Mike is the Fleet Services Manager for General Mills. And if you don't know who General Mills is, you're probably living under a rock. General Mills is a food producer. They produce some of the world's most iconic brands like Cheerios and Chex and the like. And what they like to say is they make the food that the world loves. So I know I love their food. And Mike is the current president of NAFA Fleet Management Association. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. So welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for being with yes, us. It's great to be here. This is awesome. So, okay. The, the a question I always like to start with in my interviews is this idea of how we got into fleet. I don't think any of us set out to be a fleet manager. So tell us um, your journey. How'd you get into the fleet industry? Yeah, so it was interesting. So I, my parents were actually in the car business and, and worked in dealerships. And so when I was 18, I got a job at a dealership as the courier. So my job was to, they gave me a brand new car and I nice. got to drive around to in like to go to the bank every day and deliver titles and paperwork and all that kind of stuff while I was going to college. And I was an accounting major in college at the time. And so um, it was a pretty high turnover business. Well, I got to know a lot of people when you're dropping things off and picking things up and, and so forth. It was kind of an exciting job to have. I, I remember I remember. On Monday mornings going to the bank, I would have so much cash in my car <laughs> that I would have to make two trips into the bank, with the, which was really scary if you think about it now. So I'd bring a whole ring of cash, drop it off the teller's desk and go back to the car and bring in more cash. So <laughs> so they, they didn't have an armored truck or anything. So I guess they really trusted me. Yes, but they, I, they were entrusting you with a big, yeah, <laughs> a big yeah, job, lots of cash. Yeah. So um, so that was interesting. So I started my, my career in the car business as an accountant and I worked my way up. And by the time I was 24, I was actually actually the treasurer of three of the dealerships that I work for. Excellent. And uh, it was fun. I learned a lot uh, about the car business. And of course, I knew all the ins and outs of hold back and all the all the things that we do from an accounting side because I had to account for it. And um, I was at my I was at a function for my wife's company one day and the president of the company came up to me and he asked me what I did. And um, he says, hey, I might have a job for you. Um, I, I need somebody to run our fleet. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know anything about fleet, you know, and he, he goes, well, he goes, you have a card. And I gave him my card and I was like, yeah, this is one. like, I probably want to hear from this guy. Well, like three days later, he calls me at work and he's like, what are you doing for lunch? 
And I was like, well, I guess I'm meeting you today for lunch, you know? So, so I went and had lunch with him and he was like, come be our fleet manager. Or, you know, we have all these vehicles all over. We have an individual that was with the, was yeah. with the company, been there a really long time, kind of worked his way up as a mechanic, but the company had gone from like regional to national. And, and, you know, his expertise was like, he could tell you how to fix every part on a car, but from a business side, he wanted somebody with a business acumen who knew the numbers and, and that type sure. of thing. So, so I, Got dry. I took the job because the car business was six days a week and it was not a lot of fun. Um, and so and just kind of got burned out. And so I took this fleet manager role with a company in New Orleans, a coffee service company. And um, and I, I was their fleet coffee manager. Service. Yeah. That's so just I, I yeah. So I had all these delivery vans and all that kind of stuff. And so a funny story is, is um, I was on the job for like two months. And, um, and my office was in downtown New Orleans, like a couple of blocks from the convention center. And yeah. so I'm driving into work and they're putting up, a, they're putting up these little banners and it says, welcome NAFA fleet management convention. And I was like, what's Wait, that? I they, do fleet management. Yeah. I was like, there's <laughs> like, this? there's like a group that does this stuff, you know? And so How I, cool. <laughs> so I told my boss, I'm like, Hey, they're having some kind of fleet convention at the, you know, convention center. Can I go? And he was like, oh, sure. You know, so that was my first NAFA experience. Wild. And you so, just stumbled across Yeah, NAFA. No, it was literally like <laughs> I knew nothing about it. Okay, and what year was that? That would have been 1998 or 99. So 1998 or 99. I think it was 1999, to be honest. Wow, that's just, that's so fantastic because, you know, most of us came across NAFA so we could learn how to do fleet. Because nobody kind of grows up to be a fleet manager. You stumble into it, yep. and you kind of did, um, but more so from a family car business. But this idea of just running into yep. the convention, literally. Yeah, and I felt really out of place because <laughs> so cool. I was 24. And so I thought people that large people were much older than I was there. And they, I think people were looking at me like, who brought their kid to the conference? You know, <laughs> so it was really it was really nice. intimidating. But I met so many people there and really the value I got out of it is that all of a sudden I'm like, wow, all these people are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And everybody was so open and sharing of like what's working, what's not working and the experiences that they had. So I met so many people and I was like, wow, this is great. You know, I got to, and then I went to the classes and I learned things in the classes as well. And so, and I've been to every INE since then, except for like one. Um, okay. Over my career. So this idea of you walking into your first NAFA conference, sort of unannounced and unplanned, and describing it then as super collaborative and everybody was kind and welcoming and helpful, that's still true today. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I think it's gotten even more so. Um, and I know my experience with NAFA every years has been so much that I've, I've created friendships and met new colleagues and learned so much mm -hmm. and grew up as a fleet manager um, with NAFA's help. Yeah. So that's so cool, like how you attended your first NAFA conference and and how you got into fleet. That's yeah, yeah. Super and so fun. Is, I had no idea what I was. I had no idea what a. I mean, I knew fleets were a bunch of vehicles, but like, <laughs> how do things work and like what to do and what not to do, was all new to me. I so. swear, when I told people, when people say, "What do you do?" I'm a fleet manager. They think like airplanes. I'm like, no, really, fleets of cars. And then I just name a few brands that they see driving around on highways mm -hmm. and byways. Like, oh, okay, so. What do you do with all those vehicles? And it's so fun to explain it because it's such an integral part of transportation and business yep. and service execution. We touch a little bit of everything. For sure. So back to NAFA for a second. So great stories about your, your getting started in fleet. So how was NAFA, you know, kind of what role was NAFA played in your um, 
life as a fleet leader? So it really helped me understand, you know, what's best practices, what I should be doing. And so one of the things I, I did as well uh, a couple of years in is I signed up for the CFM, you know, program. So I signed up for it and apparently I scored pretty well on the thing because then someone from did. NAFA reached out <laughs> and said, would you like to be on our certification committee? And so I was actually the last person to take the case study. So I had to do all eight sections of questions and then I had to write a 20 something page paper on, a, on a, this fictitious fleet. And so I was one of the last people to do that and they were super impressed by my paper, which I was like, okay. And so so they asked me to join the CFM, um, it was the certification board at the time. So mm -hmm. so in, in, in that role, since I did have a financial background, they assigned the financial management um, section to me. So Excellent. I actually got to write the questions. And so and when you're writing questions and you're having to go in front of people and teach those things, you really have to know the materials yeah. really well. So I felt like that made me even better because you you had to learn them at another level. So and you had to think about all the yeah. things that apply to you and that might apply to others that you're not currently you know working on or handling yep. yourself. Yep. It's it's so cool because you know for the listeners and, and watchers out there, these certifications that NAFA offers help fleet leaders kind of wrap their head around um, every all the aspects aspects of fleet management. So if you're if you're wanting to learn more about that, you can definitely go to the NAFA website to learn more about the CAFM and CAFS um, certifications and, and other educational things. So so yeah, they, they roped you in from the from the get. Yeah, yeah. So and I and I've developed I have my own like I call it my NAFA family because I have all these friends oh God, and people that I've amazing. known over the years that you know I only see at I and E or I only see at NAFA events and you know and, and I've I've, I haven't taught the CAFM thing in the last like two years, but I taught it for about 10 years. So almost a good half of the people in the industry have sat through one of my classes. So so I and so it was really helpful later on in my career when I went to be, when, I know you call it the dark side, but I call it like the <laughs> selling side of the business. It, I you know, I, I knew a lot of people. It was great because like people would actually like answer my phone calls and, and, yeah. and you know, let me in for appointments and things like that. So That's it became really, really cool. beneficial from that side as well. And I just enjoyed it. And I'm just one of those people that like, I like to give something back. So yeah. like, if I take, I feel like I should always just give something back. So it's been really great to speak in front of people and, and, and just teaching classes and getting to know people and just helping people solve problems, you know? So, I mean, yeah. that, cause that's what we all do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's interesting too, just this idea of, um, you know, feeling compelled to volunteer, you were sort of roped in at first, but then you spent 10 years doing it. So yep. you were learning, teaching others. So it looks like NAFA has played such a huge role in, yep. in your education and, and certainly in your development as a fleet leader. And, you know, yep. and, and thank you for all those years of service, because I've certainly benefited um, from those myself over the years, learning and growing as a fleet leader for so many years. So as the current president of NAFA, by the way, that's so exciting, congratulations. It is. thank you. Good for NAFA, good for all of us as a fleet community. Talk about some of your goals for um, NAFA for this coming year at serving as the new president. Well, so NAFA has a strategic plan that we put in place every three years. And actually in June, we're back here in Indianapolis um, for our June board meeting. And we will work on what our strategic goals will be for the next, you know, three to five years. Some of the ones that I'm super passionate about is our education. It's like, I want our education to be the best of the best. And it's like the standard of, of education in the fleet industry. Mm -hmm. And the other piece that I, I feel very passionate about since I've been on both sides of the industry is I don't like the concept of, well, you're a fleet manager and then you're selling something you know i feel like we're all fleet professionals and we're yes. all in this industry together and we all actually need each other and depend on each other to be successful in our careers so i i 
it was interesting because when I shifted, it was like, oh, you're on that side of the business. And so I didn't <laughs> like that. And I don't think that's a welcoming, you know, it's a welcoming position to have. And I don't think that's what NAFA should be portrayed as. So I want to make sure that we intentionally spend our time welcoming because NAFA is not just, I mean, yes, it's fleet managers, but it's the fleet profession. So yep. without fleet managers, you, there is no salespeople. There's no fleet profession. It's a whole business mm -hmm. that we're in of well, managing and so, vehicles. And so many of us have so much to offer, you know, like I love shooting this podcast. I am no longer a fleet manager. However, I'm selling, you know, uh, not selling. I am working for IntelliShift and we do driver safety and fleet mm -hmm. intelligence and data platform. And I have so much to offer as a fleet manager. I'm helping IntelliShift be better at what we do. I'm sharing information that's valuable to fleet leaders that I've learned over the years from NAFA and from other professionals. So I always feel at home at NAFA personally yep. because spent so much time working with NAPA still do today, looking forward to the new format for our chapters. So yep. it's exciting stuff. So a little bit about you as a fleet leader. So, you know, I mentioned group that Mike is the fleet manager for General Mills. So some of your um, goals for 2023, what, what's keeping you up at night? What are some of the challenges? How do you plan on solving them? There's a lot of challenges right now. There so. is. There's, and that's one of the things I actually love and why I've stayed in the fleet industry because there's always a challenge. There's always something changing. There's always something new. <laughs> it's not the same job every day. There's yeah, always good. some fun and exciting <laughs> thing happening in, in everybody's fleet every every day. And sometimes uh, not so fun and exciting, but it's challenging yeah. and keeps us on our toes and we keep learning and growing and elevating our ourselves and it gives us lots of really good stories to tell sometimes too so Absolutely. but yeah the things that, that my challenges for 2023 really is you know we've been through all the supply chain issues where i think we're kind of coming out of that and things are getting a little bit better but now it's really trying to contain the cost of our program if you yep. look back i mean we're you know fuel is down a little bit but it's still higher than it has been absolutely um, look at things like interest rates wow i mean we've we've operated probably for the last 10 years where it's like money is almost free so <laughs> you don't really when your interest rate is like under one percent or something like that it's like you don't really think about it but that's not where we are today as yeah especially when there's so many other competing priorities yeah, yeah so so we're getting hit with interest costs on our vehicles which again like in the past you didn't worry about if a vehicle sat somewhere for a month or two mm -hmm. now costing you a significant amount of money when things tend to sit yeah. and in really my and also the same vehicles that we may have paid twenty two thousand dollars for you know three years ago is now thirty thousand dollars you know yeah. so so one of the things that i've had to do in turn is make sure i educate my the, the folks that i support of this is the direction the costs are going and right. you have to be aware of that because so there's no sticker shock or surprise because yeah. you, you know it's this for the same thing we're providing to there's inflation everywhere but yeah. it's real on the fleet side and it's it's in all of those sectors so i spent a lot of time this year um just educating folks to say this is what's coming and we've had a really great resale market the last couple of yep. years so we've made some really good money and actually our fleet expense was almost our depreciation was negative for a while in our company because of because of such a great <laughs> resale good, market but you know on the flip side that's yeah. not going to last forever right and we're, we're back to reality and back to a new world and and it's it's only going to get more complicated when we look at shifting to electrification or if there's certain oh, yeah. mandates that are coming out that we have to be an electric you know in certain markets and so forth so that's not going to get any easier and it's not going to get any cheaper Yep. So I just, I want people to understand that so that, you know, and I feel like that's my role as a fleet, as a fleet expert in my, in my, you know, in my organization is to educate people on what's happening so that, so that they know. Well, and I like the idea of, you know, looking at what we can't control 
but then initiating programs that help us offset those increase in costs. And mm -hmm. I talk about it all the time on my podcast that we, we can only control so much, but what we can tr control is the way that our drivers operate behind the wheel yep. and where we buy fuel and how we maintain our vehicles for longevity and get the most out of our drivers and our vehicles and our assets and our operators. And I always find that putting safety, if you build for safety, everything yep. else falls in line. But I love this idea of just you spending time educating your organization on um, what fleet's about, what's happening, what's now, um, increases in costs. So keeping the internal support team, you know, up to speed. And I think that's so important. I did, I do talk a lot about um, difficulty in change management as fleet leaders, but I think when you have that team together in your organization and, and building um, sort of a, you could call it a safety committee or a fleet committee inside of your organization, it keeps everybody kind of on the same page yep. and up to speed. So that's a great, it's yep. a great goal for, for 23. What, what about personally? What's going on? What do you want to do personally this year? So my so actually it was funny when you it's funny when you mentioned that because uh, so my goal this year was to just get as healthy as I possibly can. I'm down 14 pounds. I know okay. I know everybody <laughs> I know everybody does the like oh it's New Year's and I'm uh -huh. gonna make all these resolutions. Yeah. But no, I'm one of those kind of people like if I set a goal or I set a target like I'm gonna stick to it until I get to that point. So yeah. so it's March and I'm still not having sugar drinks and I'm still with the gym. In fact, I'll be there in like a couple hours, um, yeah. you know, three times a week. So that, so really 2023 is kind of a, it's selfish, but it's kind of about me. It's like, it's Hey, let me focus on me <laughs> this year, you know, yeah. and, and so forth. And let me, you know, make sure that I'm in good shape because as we all get older, it's like, that's very important. So, <laughs> you know, so that, that's really, that's been my, my, love one of my huge goals for this year. And it's, it's starting, it's paying off already. It's good. It's so funny. I was shooting one of my first podcasts, I was talking about sustainability and I started with, um, how do we stay sustainable as fleet leaders? Mm -hmm. And I, and I dialed it back and I said, hold on, let's talk about us first. You know, let's talk about how do we stay relevant? How do we stay fit? And when I think of the word fit, I think of mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all the things, how do we, you know, achieve that? And that's one of my major goals this year too. So we're gonna have to encourage each other yes. um, and, and hold each other accountable. I think that really helps when you have a team of people around you doing this. Another friend of ours, David Hayward yep. um, from ABM, he is doing the same thing. So I get a text from David every week, like, hey, how's it going? So. We'll have to get you in. We'll have yeah, a great actually, text. David and I actually, <laughs> David's on my program is like you know he's on a similar journey. And so yes. I, when I do my weigh-ins at my gym, I send him screenshots to like okay, to show him where I'm going. Okay, this is what our community's to, all about. To try to make him like, hey, where are you at? You know, so and he's beating me, but you know, but it's all good. But hey, a little healthy competition yeah. never yeah. hurts. Um, fleet community, this is so fun. I love it. Um, I just want to thank Mike for spending time with us. I really want to thank him for your, you know, your service with NAFA and, and helping us um, be better at what we do every day. Um, so fleet community, if you found this content enjoyable, I'm sure you did uh, share it with your community, uh, like, and subscribe wherever you find your favorite content. But um, as we like to say on the straight talk on fleet uh, until next time, keep it real, keep it safe for fleet sake. Thanks again, Mike. All right. Appreciate welcome. it. Yeah, pleasure.